0: Welcome to Narcissism Recovery Podcast. My name is Yitz Epstein. I am your host. I'm a narcissistic abuse life coach, and today I'll be discussing narcissism and karma. I'm very excited about this specific episode because I have been very curious to understand the reason for why narcissistic abuse victims had to endorse such horrific and traumatizing experiences at the hand of a narcissistic abuser. Some of the specific questions that led me down the rabbit hole of karma are the following Is there justice for narcissistic abuse victims? Are victims of narcissistic abuse paying a karmic debt? Why do victims have to suffer at the hands of a narcissist? Perhaps there's a past life or past wrongdoings and a karmic debt to be paid. I'm going to start off with the definition of karma, which is in Hinduism and Buddhism, the sum of a person's actions in this and previous states of existence viewed as deciding their fate in future existences. So an explanation of karma, I brought some insights from an article. This one is labeled the Unprovable and Unfalsifiable Explanation of Karma, this article by Alex Lickerman, MD. He explains that Buddhism teaches that everything happens to us is ultimately due to our own influence, whether intentional or not, and that coincidence is in reality an illusion. He explains that the reason this is the case is because of the operation of the law of cause and effect. Shakyamuni Buddha, who is the original historical Buddha who lived in India approximately two. 1500 years ago, is said to have remarked that if a person commits an act of good or evil, he himself becomes the heir to that action. In other words, the latent force of both good and bad actions remains in our life, each act remaining in the present moment as a potential force of energy influencing the course of one's existence from the point of that action forward. In this sense, all the effects in your life, what happens to you, are without exception determined by causes you yourself have made in the past. Causes here defined as your thoughts, words, and deeds listed in order of ascending impact. So essentially what Alex Lickerman here is saying in this article is that all the words, all the thoughts, all the actions that we take, the energy that we put out into the universe sticks around and ultimately becomes the cause of why things happen to us later on in life or in future lifetimes. So I want to quote, from another article. This one is labeled, Does Karma Pay Back the Narcissist by Melanie Tonya Evans. This is really a fantastic article that summarized a lot of the questions I had, and she gives a fantastic explanation as to what karma is, how it affects the narcissist, and ultimately how it impacts you in your specific life. So the questions that she's trying to answer here are, why did I karmically deserve to be narcissistically abused? And what karmic payback will the narcissist receive for what they have done? So she discusses her views on karma which she describes as taking responsibility for what we create. Uh, This responsibility starts with realizing that you are an energetic or spiritual being having a physical experience. She continues that this is also about believing that everything you experience in your life has at a deeply energetic level been called forth by yourself into your experience. So essentially we have been chosen to do that work or it's been chosen for us by our higher self. She believes that these experiences we draw to ourselves are essentially feedback as to how much we are connected to our soul truths, which is peace and love, or how far we are and disconnected we are from our soul truths, pain, and fear regarding certain issues. When we understand ourselves as energetic beings, we can understand that the outcomes in our life are far from logical. There is no way we can mentally define that we purposely chose those painful events or person to come into our life and mistreat us. Logically, according to our logical brain, uh, we might even say that I experienced a partner who cheated on me with many different women, yet I am so faithful and monogamous. So, how on earth is karma playing out here, right? So, logic is simply not the best way to go about understanding karma. It is only when we go deeper that we can have an understanding on the direct correlation of. The law of like attracts like when logic is simply not very obvious. According to Melanie, the reason why we are in this body and the reason why we are having a limited experience, spiritual experience in a physical body is because we are here to release our karma. She believes that we are all working through our painful karma. This is why we are in existence. This is why we are here. And if you believe that you are an eternal being, you will have a much bigger picture on life, a bigger view. It will certainly not just be limited to what you see and define with your logical mind. She believes that the broader view is not only essential to make sense of life, it actually grants and helps supply reasons and understand the why. It has the positive effect of reducing confusion and takes away the complications of trying to logically and painfully define why you were abused. It also puts the power back to where it belongs, which is within each one of us it allows us to understand that we are not just powerless victims in a random life in a universe that is just a bunch of random actions rather there's meticulous reason for why things happen the people who have experienced trauma who cannot accept that bad things have happened to them and have not used these experiences to heal and grow within themselves suffer horrendously they feel victimized by others and life they feel powerless to change They don't realize that by choosing victimization, they're actually set up for more victimization to enter their life. If, on the other hand, you wish to live your life from a deeper perspective and start seeking the true reasons and the liberation from what you have been creating up to date in your life, great relief can ensue. We always have the free choice to choose between these two at any moment, being a victim or really taking ownership and responsibility for our life. When we have the reasons as to why bad things happen to us and accept them in order to heal and grow, we start working through releasing and reducing our karmic loads or our karmic debt. We clean up internally what we were creating in the way of negative and painful karma. Karma ultimately is energy from life that allows us to know that we are in fact powerful creators of our reality. This grants us the ultimate ability to change what we have been previously creating so that we can create much more pleasurable and fulfilling lifestyles and experiences. So how does karma work? Melanie explains that whatever we feel or believe deeply about any specific topic, that is what life gives to us. That's what life reflects back to us. There are only two ways to feel or believe about anything in our life, regardless of what it presents, and that is from a position of authentic power, which is self-solidness, peace, truth, and love, or from a position of seeking external power, which is emptiness, pain, illusions, fear, and give, really giving away our power. This part is so extremely important to understand. Our words, our actions, our surface behavior may be very different from what we are really feeling, believing about our interaction or event in our life. And Melanie brings an example here. If you spend time with someone you care about while doing so, your deep inner feelings might be, I wonder if this person likes me or loves me. He or she probably doesn't and will reject me like the others have. So if you're thinking these thoughts, yet on the outside, it appears like you are loving, giving, and even being relaxed or humi- humorous, but on the inside, you truly do not feel this way. Essentially, what you're trying to do is you're trying to be the person you think that this person wants you to be in order to stop the other person from rejecting you and abandoning of you. So some months down the track, down the line, despite you being a wonderful person and being nice to other people, time and time again, they will pull away. They will lose interest in you and you will be left alone, rejected and abandoned. So on a logical level, uh, you may say, oh, I'm a lovely person. I gave to this person everything that I had. Uh, why did I deserve this mistreatment? But in reality, it's not logical. It is energetic. So Melanie quotes Gary Zukav in the spiritual partnership who quotes that five sensory humans believe that actions create consequences. That is a small part of the story. Multisensory beings know that the intention behind an action creates the consequence of that action. An intention is the quality of consciousness. It is the reason for the action, the motivation for acting, the intention to support a friend by giving him information that he needs and does not know, for example, brings constructive consequences. The intention to prove that you are smarter than a friend produces destructive consequences. On an energetic level, we can understand that if we are honest with ourself and get to know ourselves truthfully and intimately on the inside, that it is our unseen energy which creates the ultimate truth of our life. It is our intention, which is the emotional resonance we vibrate at. This level of consciousness is what ultimately is pulling the strings. Because this is the part of us which is connected to all of life, to the oneness connected to everybody, everything, it is this part of us that is affecting everyone and everything in our Experience. So it's important to know that your surface level behavior is not creating anything much in particular. If you ever uh, notice when somebody does something wonderful for you or nice to you, uh, you don't particularly feel like granting them energy back or being nice to them. Yet other times when people give to you, it feels fantastic, it feels amazing. So if somebody gives to you and their intention is not about giving, but rather something like, I want to give to you to get approval from you because I am not generating enough on my own, then their intention or their consciousness, which is connected to All of life, which is connected to you, is external power-seeking energy. It is not authentic. You are able to internalize this and feel this and can only grant more of the same back to that person, which is a lack of approval. And Melanie says that she believes that there is no avoiding what intention and consciousness can create. Facades do not affect ultimate outcomes. So in this article, Melanie goes on to describe how unresolved wounds create. Karma. She says that what if you are deeply monogamous, yet you receive partners who are unfaithful? It's important to check in with how you feel about unfaithful people does it feel like it's not your reality at all which is which is the ideal state or does it feel you full of horror which means you have a strong emotional attachment to it and if that's the case you want to ask yourself questions like perhaps uh, my mother was cheated on or uh, did you take on somebody else's energy regarding the anguish of infidelity which occurred to them Uh, perhaps years ago did you have an experience uh, and the wound you felt was devastating at that time and was never healed Uh, did you realize that you have never released and healed the wound and have always been carrying them. Uh, This is why Melanie states here that she believes that there is a necessity to take responsibility and to go deeper if we want to heal and release our painful patterns of attracting bad karma. If you have had events in your life which are painful, there is something within that you need to heal. This is what painful events are actually showing you. That's why they're showing up in your reality. It's also important to understand that the person or the event bringing you this pain is simply a catalyst. They are uh, essentially triggering, however, they are not the cause, they are the catalyst in life showing you what you need to heal. If they hadn't shown up, somebody else would, in their place, shown up to show you that what needed to be seen and what needed to be woken up in order to heal. So how does karma play out for the narcissist? It's important to understand for all the attractive and grandiose and over-the-top self-absorbed behavior of the narcissist, all of it is moving on immediately. It's essentially not taking time to process and deal with pain and negative energy and karma, and all of it is continuing to attract energy from the outside world in order to avoid the inner damaged parts, and essentially having a great time, uh, being on the easy street, uh, getting off scot-free, and getting away with all their abuse is not what is actually truly going on. Uh, The narcissist's greatest fear essentially is being powerless, which means being unlovable, worthless, unworthy, rejected, and abandoned. So in order to try to escape this inner awful powerlessness, the narcissist obviously, like we know, creates a false self and goes after external power taken from the outside world rather than being connected to his or her own soul, their oneness, and having a reverence for the self, life, and others, which is really the only place to acquire authentic worthiness, love, personal power, and fulfillment. The narcissist wielding this egoic power is the pathological cover-up for how powerless they actually feel about themselves. Uh, this means that the intention of the narcissist's interaction with other people uh, and other really situations and life are based on powerlessness, giving away their power and essentially getting from the outside world. They are not producing any energy by themselves. As a result of the inevitable karma, what goes around comes around. As we know, time and time again, the narcissist meets his or her worst fears. And eventually when the mask slips and other people are aware of what they've been doing, they're disgusted, they're repulsed, they're tormented, uh, and actually act aggressively towards the narcissist, he or she again gets rejected. So when the narcissist tactics to secure outside approval, the pro- approval that he or she cannot generate for him or herself, it constantly fails as there is no substitute for self-approval, self-love, and the narcissist suffers the intense wound of the narcissistic injury of rejection and abandonment again. When this relationship ends, and obviously despite the egoic cover-up of making it out to be as if it was his or her idea all along, the narcissist suffers again the incredible injury of being unlovable and being abandoned. Uh, So Melanie says, don't be fooled by the narcissist's actions that make him or her appear to have moved on as if nothing has happened when his or her immoral tactics create repercussions negative attention and disasters this only accentuates his or her inherent feelings of deep shame and unworthiness this is the perpetual hell the narcissist lives in Rather than facing fears and wounds, unhealed inner wounds, the narcissist sells his or her soul. The narcissist creates more lies, executes more tactics that lack reverence or truth, and avoids even more personal accountability, which only disintegrates his or her inner self even farther, creating more accumulated pain, fear, and shame, and ultimately more karmic debt. The tactics of the narcissistic abuser are not sole truce, and the price of continuing to exert pathological forces generated from his or her false self is extremely high. The narcissists... Emotional internal damage stockpiles and the perpetrator has to try harder and harder with one-up tactics to escape the ever-accumulating Horrific pain. This is really the karma of the narcissists and eventually when they find that no one wants to be around them anymore at the end of their life, they finally uh, essentially it catches up to them and they are forced to face the fact that they have been living a lie a false self and no one to hang around to manipulate to abuse and take on their projections no more ability to use anyone else as a narcissistic supply melanie describes how ironic it is that the entire life script of the narcissist has been to uh, really avoid his or her inner pain and at the end of their life he or she will realize that it was to no avail and they are essentially forced to face that pain so the way i see it is that victims who are entangled and meshed with narcissistic abusers people pleasers codependents who desperately trying to seek approval and get love from their narcissistic perpetrator may oftentimes enmesh with their karma Uh, in a sense they have taken on their perpetrator's karma and because of which they themselves are paying the very same debt that their perpetrator has to pay. Uh, And this is what narcissists are terrified. They're terrified of losing their victims and their supply as there's no one in that instance to save them from the karma that will eventually catch up to them. So if you were to set a boundary, if you were to walk away from a narcissist essentially taking yourself out of that karmic debt, you would force them to be uh, confrontational with their own karmic debt and have to suffer the consequences which ultimately they will have to pay. Now, although we may never know why we had to go through what we've gone through and the experiences we've experienced, this gaining insights uh, from this idea of karma, uh, this deep existential struggle of trying to understand why these terrible things happen, uh, really can create that clarity which could be so uh, important and healing on the healing journey. And finally, it's so important to identify what you're focused on. If you focus on being a victim, if your energy is going towards victim consciousness, then that is essentially where you will stay uh, and you will not be able to shift up into higher vibrational states of being and heal. Healing is about taking responsibility, owning the damage that was done. Uh, you know, Ultimately, if somebody hurts you or if you were pulled into someone's karmic debt by sitting around fighting and trying to get back or take revenge, you're still entangled with that and you're still enmeshed with that karmic debt. So it's important to let go, set some boundaries, and heal so that you can ultimately raise your vibrations, become whole, and disconnect from any karma that uh, you are taking on from other people uh, and really heal. So I just want to finish off with a couple of different things, a couple of different ways uh, that you are able to take yourself out of that karmic debt. First of all, healing. Uh, Healing your wounds, processing negative emotions that are keeping you connected to low vibrational beings or narcissists. It's important to forgive yourself and the perpetrator. Uh, It's very vital to uh, have self love and self acceptance. Uh, Really let go of those low vibrational people, Uh, let go of the past, let go of ideas of who you are, set strong boundaries, and finally become whole. And uh, don't allow yourself to be uh, really hooked into these narcissistic relationships, which again, pull you down into their karma. That is really the point. They're trying to save themselves from their own consequences of their actions by pulling innocent, compassionate, loving people who are high vibrational into their experience to save them by letting go, by becoming whole, uh, being able to be, uh, really set those strong boundaries and not get enmeshed will really be a, a, an important protective technique and ultimately take you out of the karma of the narcissistic perpetrator. I want to finish off with two quotes that I found very applicable and very powerful when doing some research here on karma and narcissists. Uh, First one is karma said, sometimes you have to suffer in life, not because you were bad, but because you didn't realize where and when to stop being good. And the final one is be careful who you save. You could be interrupting their karma. So I hope this podcast gave you some insight as to the cause and the reason why you might have been attracted to and enmeshed with a narcissist. And I hope that it gives you insight and peace to understand that there is a reason for everything. There are explanations. Sometimes we just have to dig deep and look for reasons and look for clarity and look for explanations. And I hope that this podcast gave some clarity to you. If you are struggling to overcome narcissistic abuse, if you find yourself enmeshed with the karmic debt of a narcissistic abuser, please allow me to help you heal your wounds of childhood, become whole, and raise your vibrations so you can take yourself out of that negative emotional and energetic field. I offer a free 15-minute consultation, so definitely reach out and let me know how I can be of service to you. My email is yitz at psychologicalhealingcenter.com by phone 252-696-4852. I want to thank you so very much for joining me for today's episode. It's such an honor to bring you this information today. And until next time, all the very best.